This episode is brought to you by AWOM Lab. AWOM Lab is a creative space that offers membership for women entrepreneurs. The membership includes access to a cafe, high-speed Wi-Fi, a small retail store, and a full-service photography and podcast studio. The Lab fosters women's empowerment and is designed to inspire, motivate, and connect women in South Florida. AWOM Lab also has an in-house creative agency that develops content for female-owned brands. Most importantly, the vibe and energy is that of collaboration and hustle. So if you're an entrepreneur looking to kickstart your business, and need a place to work from or event space, make sure to follow AWOM Lab on Instagram. That's A-W-O-M-L-A-B. GGB is a proud member and we can't wait to see you at the lab. See you there. Girls Gone Boss is the driven women's guide to love, life, and business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hey, Gabby. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. So, the run. The run was amazing. Right? Yes, I think um, we were both very anxious to speak in front of all these I amazing was super women. Anxious. We did the uh, Women Run Winwood run. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 5K that they do once a month. Um, and it was amazing. We got invited to be guest speakers and it happened, but we were really scared through it all. But <laughs> yeah. you did amazing. Thank you. And you were like, so like, I'm so scared. Well, yeah, because then I got into this like mind frame of what I learned from Heather. And you guys will get to hear about her in a few weeks. Yeah, um, she kind of taught us wearing some confidence. Your yeah. Woman. yeah, I know. And that's what I told you. I was mm-hmm. like, we just need to do what we have to do. And so it was great. It we was great. great. I, I, it was good teamwork. I felt bad that I couldn't stay for the whole run, but it was really good. And no, I, I hope we can do it again. Yes, we okay. have to. So our guest today is a nationally renowned public speaker, founder and CEO of WEX, an acronym for Women Empower Expo and creator of the speaker training program, BeAPublicSpeaker.com. She launched the WEX in 2016 and grew it to become the largest premier event for female leaders, entrepreneurs and executives. Alexa has been featured on Fox, ABC, CBS, Cheddar TV, and the Oprah Winfrey Network. Alexa's drive to make a difference was inspired after a near-death experience that happened during her senior year at the University of Florida in 2013, leaving her with a 1% chance of living. This experience inspired Alexa to share her story. Today, Alexa travels the world as a sought-after public speaker on the topics of entrepreneurship, authentic leadership, women's empowerment, and overcoming obstacles. Welcome to GGB, Alexa Carlin. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. And it's late. Guys, we're recording this super late. Um, um, Alexa's going to talk to us about her expo, which is happening this weekend, just in a few days. Um, So just to get started, Alexa, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, what you went to school for, and what you do. Yeah, definitely. So I live currently in Boca, grew up in South Florida. So I've been here mostly my entire life, went to University of Florida. Go Gators. Yes, go Gators. Um, Had a brief time in New York City working at InStyle Magazine. And so basically, like, I always thought that my my career would end up in the fashion industry. And I always knew that I was going to have my own business. I started my first business when I was 17 years old. So I've always been obsessed with turning an idea into reality and this entrepreneurship journey. But um, different things in my life, like my near-death experience and different experiences led me down the path I'm at today, which is 
public speaking, which then inspired the Woman in Power Expo. So tell us about 2013 and what happened at UF. What, what exactly occurred at that time in your life that you faced an almost near-death experience? So I was growing my blog at the time um, called Hello Perfect, which had a mission to redefine perfection to really help young women gain confidence in themselves. And I was getting ready to celebrate this thousand likes on Facebook party. And I was inviting people from all over town. My mom was coming up. And um, and a couple hours before guests were supposed to arrive, I wasn't feeling well at all. And I had flu-like symptoms the week leading up to this party, like shivers, high fever, but everyone's like, oh, it's the flu. And I'm 21 years old. So I'm like, oh, nothing can happen to me. And um, my mom saw me sitting on the bed, like right when I came out of the shower, getting ready for this party where I wasn't able, I was having a hard time being able to breathe. And she saw my heart beating out of my neck rapidly. And she's like, Alexa, we're canceling the party. I'm taking you to the emergency room. We go to Shan's hospital and they take me immediately in the back because my blood pressure is dropping rapidly. And at one point it was like two doctors and then there's five doctors. And like, I remember all of a sudden I look around, there's 25 doctors surrounding me and they pulled my mom out of the room I was in and said, uh, your daughter's body is going into septic shock. Call your family. She has 24 hours to live. Wow. Wow. So it was life-changing to say the least. Thank God your mom was there with you when right? you got out of the shower because had she not been, you might have just been like, oh, it's just my nerves. Oh, I would have went to bed. Like, oh, I don't feel good. You know, go to bed. Like, we'd never wow. think that that can happen to us. Right. Right. And it was just out of nowhere. Right. And they never gave you like a medical explanation for it or anything? So sepsis is when a bacteria gets into your bloodstream and starts killing all of your organs rapidly. Actually, one in three people die from sepsis. But and it's, how do you get it? So you can get it from anything like um, pneumonia, um, you know, a bacteria in your lungs and then gets into your bloodstream, a bug bite, a toothache, wow. a uh, urinary tract infection, like all these different things. Basically, if it you know, it's just usually not spoken of because they're like, oh, they went into the hospital for a UTI or for pneumonia. But at the end of the day, it's it's sepsis that um, is what's like breaking down all their organs. So I was to the point where I was almost too late because it is a time sensitive thing. So my body was going into shock. So it was basically killing all of my organs. And so that's why I had to be induced into a medical coma. And I was in a coma for six days and in the intensive care unit for a total of 10. Wow. So how did how did you get better? Like what exactly happened that you just recovered quickly? After, well, was it quickly? Well, it was so basically they were testing all these different antibiotics to try to, you know, kill this bacteria spreading and nothing was working until all of a sudden my I mean my I was in a coma so I didn't really know what was going on. Um my mom said they switched something and all of a sudden it started working. Um so I when I was in a coma like I don't know anything that was happening in the real reality, but I was like living my, this different reality in a completely different world. Tell me about that. What, what do you mean? So I'm you were interested. somewhere else. Like I was yes. going to ask you, like, do you recall yeah. anything while you were in the coma? Yeah, no, I remember everything. Like it's more realistic than this reality right now. So when I was in a coma, I was running on this big field of green grass and there was all these orange mountains in front of me. And I was 
running and like so free, but I wasn't in a physical body. I was this being of light. And these colors like don't exist in this in this reality. Um, they were just so alive and vibrant, if that makes sense. And I never felt like unsafe. I never felt like, oh, I'm going to the other side or anything, whatever you want to believe um, happens, you know, after we pass away. I never had those thoughts cross my mind. I never thought that this was the end, but I was never afraid. It was like wow. a peaceful moment. Yes, for you. very peaceful. I'm always fearful of that death thing. I'm like, what do you exactly do? Like what happens? And I know everybody that has, has had near death experiences always say that it's such peace and like and they, tranquility. And they all yeah. talk about the colors too. Everyone really? talks about, yes. I mean, I, you know, you hear about like, right. oh, we see like white light or whatever, but it's so refreshing to know that if it does end up, well, it will happen to all of us, unfortunately, yeah. but um, <laughs> that it's like freeing, right? It's like freedom. Yeah. I story. mean, I think that death is scarier for the people left behind. Yeah. It, it is. is so true. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. Know. Yeah. yeah. I have, that's one of my fears that I have to kind of like, I think it's because it's I went through it when I was very young, when I lost my dad. Um, so I haven't been able to like really relate to it as much. Um, but people that have gone through it, I have heard it's awesome that you like have such vivid memories of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it really taught me a lot, this experience and a lot that I've actually applied into my career and really understanding that the power of the mindset, like when I was, came out of the coma, I still wasn't able to control any movement. I wasn't able to speak because I had a tube down my throat. I wasn't able to have a glass of water. So the, literally the only thing I had control over was my thoughts. That was it. And I was in so much severe, severe pain that I wasn't even, I couldn't understand like how am I supposed to go on to the next second, next minute in this pain. So I had to literally redirect my thoughts to something that was positive. I I would, I remembered like I would picture my mind to be this pure, healthy pink and the rest of my body was black and like rotting away because sepsis was killing all my organs. And I didn't even know that sepsis is what I had because they didn't tell me that till after I went home. But I just pictured that. And I would push down this healthy pink color to the rest of my body to try and heal it. And that's why like, I truly believe that um, the mind has such a big impact on our entire life. It does. I'm just reading um, The Power of Now. Okay. Have you read it? Yes. Yeah, it's a good one. I have to like... It's an audiobook, so I just let it run because he has such like a peaceful voice too. It's a very like meditation style. Um, but it's so difficult. How do you get out of your mind? I feel like I'm in my mind all the time. It's not so much getting out of it. It's just controlling it on what you think and, and where you choose to f- focus your thoughts on. Really think about it like this. Um, in a period of 24 hours, you have only so much energy, right? You have so much, like you can get more energy by drinking coffee, by getting a better night's sleep. But at the end of the day, like you have so much energy to give to others, to give to your work, to give to yourself, to give to your loved ones. And so you have to understand that where you're focusing your thoughts and time and and that present moment is where your energy is going. So if you're always in your head or if you're thinking about things that you can't control, it's not only that you're going to like bring on stress, anxiety, and all of that stuff, but at the same time, you're taking away energy 
from things that will help you move forward or from things that do excite you and bring you joy or things that you can control. Like if you continue to focus on, right, that there's no flights or something, something that you can't control, um, then you are taking away from what, like, things that you can control. So what you can control is maybe, you know, looking up a different route to get to X, Y, and Z. Or um, it, it's the same thing. Like there's this thing, um, I forgot who said it, but it's basically this graph that shows um, why are you worried? And it's like... Um, I think I've seen this. Yeah. If you're worried, um, can you do anything about it? Yes. So why are you worried? Right. Can you do anything yes, about it? No. Happens. So right. why are you worried? So it's like, that's basically the concept. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So how long were you in the hospital altogether? 10 days. Okay. So they did. Re- okay. So you were in induced coma and then you woke up, you were there for I got a few better days. quickly right after right. the coma. Yeah. Because of whatever medication they gave you. Antibiotics. Yeah. And then how long did it take you to like really get back on your feet and like start I don't know, going back to school. You went back to school. Yeah, it was about a month that, um, I mean, I can't remember exactly when I started going back to classes, but it was a while to get my lungs strong again. They gave me this like breathing machine that I had to, I, I think it was like, suck or like breathe out, whatever it was. And I couldn't because my lungs weren't strong enough. So like you have a little ball, right? Yeah. Up and down. Right. And I was like, you have to, I was like, how am I supposed to do this? So that took a while. It did. Um, but here's the crazy thing. So that was January 26, 2013, when I went into the coma. And then in March, that's when spring break is in college, right? So I was, it, was, it was my senior year. Everyone's going on a spring break trip, but I was still not healthy enough to obviously drink or anything like that. So my mom was like, um, I heard of this really spiritual place called Sedona, Arizona. We should go there. And so she took me to Sedona and um, her friend takes people up one of the energy vortexes called Bell Rock. And um, at one moment, he took us to this spot. And all of a sudden, and it's very like, you have a lot of emotions in Sedona because of the energy, energy right? And so there was this one moment that I was standing in this spot and I was in a field of green grass and there was all orange mountains in front of me. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I just started like hysterical crying and just was like, what? It was and I never even, I I've never chills. even seen pictures of Sedona. Like I didn't even know that place existed until I went there, which was after the fact. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. So tell us about, <laughs> that is crazy. Tell us about BeAPublicSpeaker.com, how that came about and then about Wex. So um, BeAPublicSpeaker.com was something I recently launched this year. Um, and it's a training program for entrepreneurs, leaders, go-getters to Uh, make an impact and income through speaking because literally public speaking has been the number one marketing vehicle to help me grow my business and to help me achieve my goals. Like think about it. When you know how to speak to influence, not just speak, but speak to influence, then how much more can you achieve? You could probably get a a raise. You can um, make your point in a boardroom and you can also share your message, share your story and get people to 
follow you, buy from you, be part of what you're doing. And it's in an authentic way, never um, salesy or anything like that. So I saw a lot of people with these incredible stories, but they had that fear or just didn't know the strategy. Yeah, yeah we just went through it. We were just talking about the run. And and I knew that we wanted to have some points, like, you know, we wanted to have like the right things to say. And then I completely went blank at the end. We forgot to say something. I was like, oh my God. But there is... Once you're in the vibe and in the mood, like I feel like it flowed. Like you did really well. But I think, how is it that you just put your mindset to just be like, okay, let me like speak. To and like to concentrate, yeah, right? to concentrate and not think of like, oh my God, all these people are staring at me, like on the judgmental side. Ugh. Yeah, I was talking to her a little yeah. bit about this before. There's a few different things that um, have helped me. One is knowing that the audience is on your side. Like, for at WEX this weekend, um, thousands of people coming out Saturday, November 10th and seeing we have over 60 speakers. All of those people are spending their Saturday not to sit in the audience and judge a person. Right. They're there to be inspired, educated, or entertained. So right away, the audience is on your side. It's so true. Because they don't want to waste time. It's so you know true because as soon as we started talking, I started seeing all the girls like like shake their head. Yeah. Like, right. with like, oh yeah, like yeah. And smiling and be like, yes, girl, I get you. I'm like, oh. They're relating. Yeah. So that's the first thing, just knowing like it's a conversation in a sense and they're on your side. That helps remove a lot of fear of being judged and anything like that. Also, ask yourself like, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of messing up? Afraid of like forgetting your what you're supposed to be talking about? And then I always say like, is this fear factor fiction? And almost 100% of the time, the fear is fictional because you don't know if you're going to mess up. You don't know if, you know, it, it might go great. It might not, but you don't know. So why are you allowing something that's not real to affect your present moment? Right. Um, but also when you speak on what you know and what you're passionate about, it comes off so much more naturally. In the beginning of my speaking career, I was trying to speak on different topics like anti-bullying and um self-esteem and because they were really part of like my blog that I was growing at the time. This is before Woman Empower Expo. But um, that wasn't completely my strong suit. Like it didn't flow as naturally as speaking about confidence or speaking about entrepreneurship. And, and so it's really finding what you're most passionate about and once what, what you're most educated on, right? Think about when you go... What, like back in school days when you gave a presentation, if you prepared, the more you prepared, the more confident you're going to be and the easier it's going to be. And so that's what I always say, like speak on what you know and what you're most passionate about. So if somebody out there is looking to, sorry, if somebody out there is looking to kind of like be a public speaker, they they can reach out to you, right? Definitely. Yeah. If you go to beapublicspeaker.com, there's free training on there where I literally teach exactly what I've use to help grow my business as a speaker and also how to start getting booked. Cause I would say that's like the hardest part and that's what really stopped me. But, um, I waited this long. I mean, I've been a professional paid speaker for the past four years and I waited this long to come out with a training. Cause I had like thousands of people always ask me and it got to the point where I couldn't like DM and email everybody back individually. But I was like, I have to give the most value in this program. And I, I really wanted people to get out there and start sharing. Cause I think that's how you create a, a big change in your own life and in others. And so then now I'm a conference organizer where this past event coming up, we had over 500 speaker applications and wow. I didn't even advertise for it. So it's like all these people want to, you know, speak. So 
and we only can have 60 spots. So my team has developed like kind of a strategy of how like we've found like certain pitches stand out. I now teach that in the program to show how you can stand out in your bio. I love that. So how did Wex come about then? So Wex was a product of two like sources of inspiration, I always say. One, when I was um, trying to get healthy. So remember I said like I moved to New York City, yeah. worked at Insel. I had to move back home to South Florida to gain the support of my family um, because six months after I was discharged from the hospital, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. So it, that's a chronic illness. It's with me every single day. And it was... That was definitely the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with and still do um, because for a long time I was waiting for myself to get better. And with a chronic illness, you never get 100% better. And um, my day, like my days were from 21 or 22 years old until I was 24. I'm 27 now. Um, we're spent in and out of the doctors, in and out of the hospitals. I couldn't like eat, I couldn't digest any food. So I couldn't like hang out with friends. Like it was literally so isolated my life. And, um, there was a long time for like eight months. I was too sick to even walk my dog outside. And so during that time, like I still was that passionate entrepreneur. I mean, like I said, I started my first business at 17 and all of a sudden I felt like all my dreams were taken from me. And so during this time I was like, okay, I can wait until I get healthy, but I'd never know if that's going to be, or I can share vulnerably what I'm going through. And I was doing um, a live morning motivation with Alexis show on Periscope. This is before IG and Facebook came out with live. And um, the more vulnerable I got with what I was going through, like saying like, hey guys, I'm not really motivated right now because I'm pretty sick. Um, the more people were attracted to that message because it was relatable. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, here I am. Like I had this near-death experience. Now my life's great. And here's, you know, how to achieve your dreams. It was like, no, I'm still going through stuff and I'm still chasing my dreams. So you can too. And um, I wanted to take this online community offline because I saw, especially as a solo entrepreneur, it gets really lonely. And when the community, when I started to feel supported, I felt more empowered. So there it comes like woman empowered. Like when, think about it, when you go to a party alone, you're like going to be like less likely to be your outgoing self versus when you're with friends. It's simple as that. So apply that in your business so you can be more confident to go do what you want to do. So that's why I created Wex really was to bring this online community offline to really have women connect and collaborate. Um, and then at the same time, when I was speaking all over South Florida, I saw such a disconnect between generations and industries. Like women would just stay within their own industry, PR industry I would speak to, HR industry I would speak to, or it was networking groups of like millennials or older women. And I was like, you are doing an amazing thing that you need to talk to her because she can help you. You know, like it, when you're building something meaningful, whether you're an entrepreneur or like entrepreneurial in your corporate company that you work for, like the more you connect with people outside of your industry and from different ages and different backgrounds, I mean, it's limitless opportunities. Well, that's why Wex is so cool because it, it really brings everybody together from every industry. And you have so many amazing women that are going to be speaking there too. So I really like the concept and what you've built over the past a year, year, a year or two years now. Um, This will be our third year. Third year. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And you're actually like going, you're, you're doing this in different cities, which is 
amazing. So congrats. And for I love that, that it's, you make it affordable. Yes, Which, you that know, is so important. Going to those conferences, it's like wow, so expensive. It's very it expensive. Well, that's that's what I was thinking. Like I saw all of these amazing conferences happening, but regardless of how much money you have or how um, far the, far down you are in your career, if you're a startup, like you have a small budget, and so like I never could afford, or you can have like, especially when you have to pay for the ticket, pay for flight, pay for hotel. So we, I wanted to make it accessible to people that are at different stages of their career um, and the business life cycle. What I like is that you don't just—it's not just like one speaker that you're going to go see for an hour. It's actually an event that's from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and it's jam packed. Yeah, there's so much. (laughs) Tell everyone about like what they can expect if they go. So you can expect a a packed schedule. Like you said, we have over 60 speakers, over 30 sessions to choose from. Everything's going on concurrently, um, including our 30,000 square foot marketplace that's filled with over 80 businesses, um, our mindset stage, main stage, VIP experience, a coaching lounge, um, and, and the reason everything's going on concurrently is because we want you to customize the schedule based on your passions and interests. What do you want to learn about? So we have like a workshop on how to invest in cryptocurrency and blockchain because we know a lot of people are talking about it, but it's like, we don't really know what, what it is. So we have an amazing female expert coming out talking about that. We have a panel on um, mompreneurs, like how to balance growing a thriving business and being a mom. Um, and we have like, how she did it, a panel of like talking about the ups and downs of growing a business too, how to handle your cash flow, how to get more sales um, authentically through storytelling. So there's just so much from panels to workshops to keynotes. Um, and then also it really is an event where you're not going to just go home with a hundred business cards or whatnot. And then like you put them on your desk and like, you don't even know who these you people forgot. are. Like you're going, if you go home with a hundred business cards, which you probably will, you're going to know each person, each business card, because you're going to make that real connection. And it's the energy in the room. Everyone talks about it. That's why we have people coming from DC who have went to Wex DC, flying down to Fort Lauderdale. We have Fort Lauderdale going to DC because the energy is so contagious. And that happens through our speakers, our exhibitors, my team, volunteers, and the attendees. It's just such... um, I can't, I can't even really explain. You have to experience it for yourself. Great. I can't wait. And I know. I'm so sad. I'm going to I'm going with my mom. Oh, that's My amazing. mom's very excited. She oh, was nice. looking at the agenda yesterday. Her mom's super boss. <laughs> she is. A awesome. Super boss. She owns her my own mom business. will be there too. Yeah. Oh, oh, awesome. <laughs> and then um, actually two of our past guests are going to be speakers this year, which is Sarah Kiba from AWOM and Brittany Berger from 25 that's and amazing. Selfish. So I can't wait to They're go both sit so in. amazing. Yeah. I'm, s- I'm really excited to have them part of it. So how did you connect with them? Um, to be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> I think it, um, Sarah and I, someone introduced Sarah and I, and oh. then Sarah told Brittany about me. And then me and Brittany had a phone call. Brittany and we is just a great connected. speaker already. Yeah, she, she, she connected. So I, I mean, right away, I, I think that was it. I've not even, don't quote me on that. But I, right away when I spoke with Brittany and she was telling me about her book, she sent me a copy of her book, 25 and Selfish. And um, I knew right away just from our conversation that she was, super real, authentic, outgoing. That's, that's who's at our event. Like you're not, you're going to find real women sharing real stories. That's exactly what we do here at Girls Gone Boss. It's like, we want to have the authentic girl that 
has a horrible day, but then just figures it out and does a podcast, even though there's some flights that were lost. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and she's still thinking about it, but she's going to pull through. Um, and just like real stories of women that you can relate to, because at the end of the day, you know, I, we love celebrities, but they're like so like unreachable, you know. We want people that are real, that can tell you the ups and downs, but that people that are, that made it, you know, that were like, oh, if they can make it, I can make it. Exactly. Yeah. That's and what I want. And at our event, like you, it's not like you go see a speaker and then you can never talk to that speaker. Like they're there almost like the entire day to meet you. And um, even our keynotes, like Elena Cardone, um, she's coming from Miami. She'll be doing a book signing right after so everyone can meet her and talk to her. Same with, um, you know, just just all of our speakers are incredible. We have Marcy Zaroff coming from New York City with a new book and they're going to be there to really connect with the audience. That's amazing. I wonder if she knows Heather. Probably. Yeah, because Heather is another one that's super inspired. She has a book called um, Confidence Creator. Yep. Heather Monaghan. Oh, yeah. She spoke at our last two events. Oh, oh she yeah. did? We just interviewed her. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, I knew it. I was like, it's, yeah, she yeah. has to know Heather. She spoke at a first Wax. Okay. Um, she was a keynote. And then at the second Wax, um, she was a panelist. And then we actually did an interview together on this yacht um, right before last Fabulous. year. And that was right when she was... Um, planning for her book launch. Okay. Yeah. So now she's been all over with her book. Yeah. Yeah. She's a powerhouse. Yeah. She's also, she's also an amazing speaker and very motivational. Um, I know you talk a lot about, which is something that I'm very interested in, is the authentic leader. How to become and and just kind of um, just work more from authenticity as a you know as a leader. Yeah, definitely. So um, the difference between an authentic leader and a leader, in my opinion, is anyone can have the leadership title based on your ranking, you know, somewhere. Like say you could be a team leader at Starbucks, right? Like it, you could be named a leader based on that. But to be an authentic leader of influence, it's really someone that isn't afraid to share the pitfalls or maybe things that are causing them anxiety or really being open with their team and to be so vulnerable in that sense and and really view vulnerability as a strength. I think a lot of people think that they have to put on this face or filter in order for people to follow them as a leader. And I did the air quotes and you guys can't see those, (laughs) but... (laughs) um, but the thing is, like, y- you don't have to be this perfect expert, so to say, in order for people to learn from you, feel inspired by you. And so it's knowing that you can still lead others while you're still figuring it out yourself. Not be afraid to to not know sometimes, maybe, too. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows anything, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so true. I mean, that that's something I've really realized. It's like I've been um, on such, like— uh, a research journey of researching successful people in all different walks of life, successful athletes, celebrities, authors, um, you know, corporate executives, what makes them successful? And, and talking about success, meaning like you feel fulfilled doing what you love, not talking about like money or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but, um, the people that I look up to, what makes them different from other people who may be successful with fine, financially or, you know, in different ways, but they kind of, you could tell that they settled or they um, are in this like complacent kind of state. Um, And really it's not that they know more. It's not that they came back from a different 
upbringing. Um, and it's not that they were more talented. Like, yes, all of those things can help. It, of course, helps if you have more money to start a business. But that's not what made all of these people successful. The underlying theme and like connector of all these people that I've been researching for the past 10 years has been confidence and energy. Like if you look, think about anybody that you admire, they're confident in what they're doing or else they wouldn't have people following them, listening to them. They're confident in their dreams or else they wouldn't have been able to go after it. And they have this like unlimited amount of energy. They're always enthusiastic and energetic to what they're doing because nobody wants to follow a leader that looks like overwhelmed and so crazy, right? Like regardless of how hard it is, I actually was just um, in the Pittsburgh airport two days ago, coming back from a speaking gig and Justin Timberlake just came out with his new hindsight book and I open it and like reading what he says and like the page that I read, it said, it's really difficult to make it look easy. But like you have to do that in a sense. Um, and people have said that all the time. Like you'll, you'll see when you come to Wax, like it's an intense event to, to run, but it's something that I enjoy so much. And I'm fueled with that energy and that enthusiasm and that confidence knowing that it is making a difference. And so you have to really bring like remember that, especially when you hit obstacles. Um, but if you're doing what you're passionate about, you're going to have that energy to get through that obstacle. That's so true. I think we like um, vibe off the energy from our guests. Like just right now, I feel like, wow, I'm so inspired. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, and no, I can I see like, like things just like kind of like easing for me. Just by being like, or like even this, the run that we did or being around those women and then yeah. them saying like, thank you for your story. And then you start thinking like, wow, is it like, you know, am I that inspirational for real? Like, is my story, but it is. Everyone's story is. is like. That's what I told her when she got here. I'm like, Gabby's story is really inspirational. Really? Yeah, I was I, telling her that. I, I guess it's that imposter syndrome, right? Yeah, probably. Yes. I'm going through right now. Yes, We've learned is, a lot about uh -huh. that. Yes, <laughs> imposter syndrome, man. Now you got to get away from that. I know. You got to know that, um, you know, I use my past to not dictate my future um, and not, hold me back or make me feel, you know, like, you know, holding your thoughts on your past. It's, I did it for a very long time, but, and I don't like, I don't follow the advice that people give, like the past is the past, move forward. And I'm like, no, the past isn't the past because it's still part of me. Like some, yeah, you can let go, but my near-death experience is still part of me because of my autoimmune disease that came from it. Like every single oh, day. Was caused by it? Mm -hmm. I believe it. I mean, nobody says, but I never had it before and it could be caused from an overload of antibiotics. So I am reminded of my past every single day. So it's not like I could just forget about it, but how do you keep something that's so part of you? Same with like when you lose a loved one, like you don't forget about them. They're still part of you. They're part of your heart. And so I use my past to fuel me forward to know my strength, right? Because you're going to hit more obstacles. There's going to be more tragedy and, you know, it's just, that's reality. But how can you remember how strong you are? because of your past, of everything that you've achieved, everything you've overcome, and, and use that to, to make you believe in yourself. I love that. That's perfect. You're speaking at yes. WEX, right? Yeah. Okay. Keynote. What time? Just oh, to make sure that everybody that's going to be attending, they know that they have to show up on time. Definitely. 11.45 a.m. on okay. the main stage. So after you 
go to the third floor. That's where check-in is. Then you enter the marketplace stores, which is the main ballroom where everything other than our our three breakouts are going on. And um, that's where you'll see like all of the booths, all of like the VIP area, the food, all of that. If you all the way to the right is the main stage. We have maps everywhere, um, but I'll be there 11.45 a.m. It's just a 30-minute keynote and then um, talking to everyone afterwards. Great. I, I can't wait. I'm sad that Gabby won't be there with me. I know. I yeah. have to go to my sister's wedding and obviously- We I can't, can't miss, miss that. It, but no. <laughs> I have to go next yeah, year. Yes, definitely. But I feel like there's more for you. Like, What else do you want to do? I feel like this is just the beginning. It is. I always say that. Mm-hmm. This is just the beginning for everyone, for all of us. Um, definitely since I'm a little girl, I've always, um, dreamt of writing a book. So, um, I, I wrote a vegan cookbook, vegan gluten-free cookbook when I I was, yeah, struggling with my health. I was like, what, what can I do to utilize my time? Right. But definitely have been, um, cultivating a book idea and, and it would be to get published, um, and so one of my goals is to be a New York Times bestselling author and see how I say that, like, a lot of people are afraid to say those far off dreams, you know, cause that's not an easy thing to achieve, but like, why wouldn't I say it out loud? Like if I don't make it like who cares, right? If I tried my hardest, you know, I have a feeling that you will be a number one bestseller though. Oh, thanks. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but I just like, I want more women, especially to be able to have that confidence and courage to really share their dreams out loud because it makes it more realistic. And if it doesn't happen, that's okay. Nobody's really, really focusing on what you are doing and not doing, right? They're there to support you on this journey. And, and like I could say, oh, I just want a book, but why not shoot for a New York Times bestselling author? Like why not talk about it? And so I think that's really important. And the first step to really gaining that confidence in yourself is just stating what you want telling people about it. And if it doesn't happen, or maybe you switch paths and all of a sudden you're like, no, I want my own talk show. I don't want to work on a book. (laughs) Um, That's okay too. Like it's just, this is life. Like it should be fun. And, and you know, it shouldn't be taken so seriously. And things change. You change your mind. Your dreams change. You aspire new things and that's okay. So encouraging to dream big, go big or go home. Exactly. I love it. I mean, I think all of, all of us and listeners out there are that type of person but sometimes you have to really believe it though it's not just saying it correct like how do you find the your true potential and then make it into like really what you're thinking of yourself rather than okay I want to be a talk show host but uh in deep inside you don't really believe it does Mm -hmm. it have to be coincide um so there's a difference between believe in yourself and have that fire burning inside of you I really believe like if you're shooting for a big dream, it needs to be something that's keeping you up at night and waking you up in the morning. And if that passion is there, and if you don't have it yet, that's okay. There's ways to discover it. I talk about that too. But um, if that passion is there, it's there for a reason. So one, know that. Like it's not something that just should be this far out dream. It's taking up your mind for a reason. The second thing is it's okay if you don't believe in yourself right now but it's giving you permission to grow into it. One, don't be so hard on yourself. It's okay. Two, confidence is a skill. So if you don't have it right now, guess what? You can obtain it. Just like a skill of writing or speaking. It's a skill. And it's not like, oh, I'm confident now and you're confident for the rest of your life. No, there's different areas of confidence, right? You may be 
more confident as a podcast host, but you're not as confident as a public speaker, right? So understanding what I like to call the confidence spectrum, where do you lie on the confidence spectrum in different settings and how can you apply things that make you feel confident in those settings that you're not as confident? For example, I was just talking about this, um, one of my last speaking gigs, someone was like, I wear heels, even if it's like a casual event, because I feel more confident in heels. So then, you know, like you have to wear heels in settings. So you feel more confident. I never felt confident networking. I was always that person in the corner on her phone, like pretending to do something. Cause I was a fr- like nervous going up into a closed circle of people and be like, Hey, my name's Alexa. <laughs> you know, it's so awkward. But I was like, networking is so important to growing my business. So how do I step out of that? And what I realized studying myself and when I felt better and got more connections was when I was with someone. So now like I knew that being with a friend or my assistant or whoever like made me feel more confident. So I'm going to bring them along more right? Just little things like that are so tactical and like they, they make all the difference. A lot of people after you get your hair done, like it's just a fact, like you feel more confident depending on what you wear. So you understand these things about yourself and use them to your advantage to really gain that confidence in areas that you want to be confident. And remember like repetition and knowledge breeds that confidence and confidence breeds that belief in oneself. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that was, that that was, was like, yeah. wow. A lot of great. Um, I'm glad we have this on audio because we need to replay I this. <laughs> Sometimes I replay it because usually I take notes, but I have to replay this one and take notes yeah. again. Oh my God, that's great. And we're going to talk a lot about confidence, creating confidence within yourself next week too. So that's perfect that we're yeah. talking about that now. Yeah. it's it's. And do you find that there's women with like a reoccurring like theme about themselves that it's kind of blocking them? Aside from confidence? Um, Definitely. A lot of women, I don't feel, um, believe in their worth. And it's not so much their, like, confidence or anything, but, you know, their value. Like, think about even just um, the amount of female businesses that are funded. You know, it's not necessarily because, um, you know, there's not money out there for people that are interested in funding women is that they're, asking for less for a better product than maybe their male counterpart. And it's just, it's just, there was this like this research and I, I, I forget where I read it, but, um, and it wasn't my own research, but it was like, men will ask for so much more money for, for a product that's not, or service that's not even as good. And women are like, it's not perfect enough. It's not perfect enough. I can't ask for that much. And I do it myself. Like I'll ask a sponsor for a certain dollar amount. And then I realized like I could have gotten so much more because there is so much more value, but it comes back to like, um, that imposter syndrome or feeling like, you know, I don't want to disappoint them. We're always thinking about, other people before ourselves. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is when you don't value your own worth. So I I think that's a recurring theme I see. And that's something that we hear a lot too. Yeah. And how do we change that conversation with ourselves? Like when you know that maybe there's something that isn't up to par, you just got to leave it, move on. Um, not, no, no, I wouldn't just leave it. You would definitely want to, um, first figure out like, why do you want to change it about yourself? Because maybe it's not a bad thing. Like a lot of people say, oh, I want to be fearless, right? But 
fear necessarily isn't a bad thing. It is when when it like paralyzes you on the couch to actually take action. But a little bit of fear is actually good because it means you're doing something meaningful. So it's really first understanding like why. And if it is something that's stopping you, then figuring out um, who can help you or what can help you. Um, And really you're not going to know exactly the answer or path to take until you try. Um, It really is, I always say, like, throw a bunch of stuff on the wall and see what sticks. And so the only way to to figure it out and to change that thing about yourself is to literally get started, whatever it is, just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to know all the answers, but in that process, you're going to be like, no, this isn't right for me, or this is working out, or you're going to discover something new. It's the same thing when I needed to change my mindset um, about my health issues. Like I was going to every type of doctor and every type of doctor, Eastern, Western, holistic, integrative, they all said something different. And I was getting so frustrated because I had no clue what to do. There was a point in my life where I wasn't eating meat, fish, dairy, sugar, fruit. Literally, I was like, what? What's it was, left? Yeah, it was no way to live because regardless if that would make me healthy, like mentally that wasn't making me healthy. And so I remember this moment that um, I went to like my 25th doctor and I was just so fed up because they he said like everything I was doing was wrong. And I said, you know what? I'm going to listen to my own body. I'm going to take little things from these professionals, but what I feel is right, and then create my own formula. And once I decided that, just deciding that for myself, I started getting healthier. Um, And so that's important to know is that learn from others, be inspired from others and, and really like find mentors or, you know, continuously like, uh, fuel your mindset with conferences or online um, programs, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, you have to really tap into what feels right to you and create your own formula for success. Because, um, I think we're looking so outside ourselves because there's so much information that's coming our way. And we're like, they know the answer better, but how did they get there? You know, they figured, they made it up too. <laughs> Again, learn from people, be inspired by people, but at the end of the day, create that own, your own formula. And listen to your own intuition, yes. to your gut. Because you know better what's best for yourself too. Right. I Definitely. Like that. Yeah. I love it. Well, you can start by going to Wex. Yeah. <laughs> it's a couple of days can, away, yeah, so that's a good start. Um, so it's actually, guys, it's this Saturday, November 10th um, at the Fort Lauderdale Convention Center from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And like I said, it's jam-packed schedule. So go online, go to um, www.wexftl.com. Tickets are still available. They start at $30 online or $40 at the door. Um, and they're going to be in D.C. next year, and they're going to be announcing a new city, too, which is very exciting, and she can't talk about it, but (laughs) maybe we'll get the scoop later. Definitely, (laughs) yes. Did I miss anything? What else can we tell everyone? Um, No, we covered a lot. Um, Thank you so much for having me on and uh, speaking authentically, and just, you know, I love, people always, um, you know, send me the questions beforehand. I know you guys didn't, but I, I Like, I was like, you don't need to send me the questions beforehand because it comes off so much like authentic. Yeah, more authentic. Like, whatever you're going to ask, I'm just going to answer like I'm talking to you as a real, which we are. That's how, that's how we do it here. Well, when she got here, I was like, I don't want to ask you too many things because then I don't want to ask you again on the podcast. Yeah, no, that's kind of like the whole vibe is just having a conversation. I mean, just like authentically just talking to someone that you're super interested about and 
and just conversating and like we want the listeners to feel like they're here too and yeah. then it's just normal and natural and that's it we don't yeah. even edit it honestly it yeah. just goes yeah well through. then like look how much like came out because you were just like talking and curious mm-hmm. and that's um yeah that's what I love it's like ask questions don't be afraid to not know something like I think a lot of people are like oh I can't ask that person because I'll sound stupid I ask so many questions because I because I have confidence in what I'm doing and it's okay to not know everything it's the same thing like when I started WEX a lot of people ask um you know weren't you afraid of booking some of the biggest convention centers in the country. And I was like, yeah, of course I was afraid, but I, I fear regret more than failure. Mm, and yeah. I say that in like every speech, probably we'll say it again Saturday because it's so important for people to understand. Like you have to fear regret more than failure and to really just um, go after it even without the answers. Like I had no clue how to do everything, but I believed in myself, believed in my idea, knew it was needed and necessary and um, ask questions along the way. And uh, and now we're here. And you figured it out. Yeah, exactly. And now you're a freaking powerhouse that has <laughs> events all over the city. Where can everyone follow you? Definitely. So I'm all over at Alexa Rose Carlin. Instagram is my jam, but um, you can find me Facebook, Twitter, Insta at Alexa Rose Carlin. And then for Women Empower Expo, it's just Women Empower X all over social. Perfect. And guys, if you guys are planning on going, um, DM me and I'll meet up with you. Yeah, we can have a awesome. coffee or something. We can talk and that meet each other in person. Because it's all about community and collaborating, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yes. We learned something. <laughs> a thing or two. Oh. Thank you so much. It was honestly an awesome conversation. Thank you. Thank you. I wish you the best of luck. I appreciate that. In a few days. Uh, hopefully I can make it one of these. Definitely. Next days. time. Yes, next time. Yes. Guys, you can follow us on all social media platforms at Girls Gone Boss. And we'll see you next week. Yes. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And next time, we'll see you again with another amazing guest. Bye. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.